Ladies and gentlemen, may I give you, if you will, the indisputably verisimilitudinous ventriloquial virtuosity and the flippantly filibustering felicitous frippery of the one and only Nick and Russ Don't Know Anything podcast. And the Oscar for the best picture of 1993 goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the winner is... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... The winner is... Terms of Endearment! Wow! Well, welcome to our inaugural (laughs) film review, and the winner is... So... Uh, so today we're going to review uh, Terms of Endearment, which was the very last part of that clip. So I'm kind of, I'm really excited about it. My name is Nick. And I'm Russ. And we also have a very special guest today, the Terms of Gino. <laughs> what would happen? Why is it Terms of Gino today instead of just Gino? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to fit the theme today, you know, since we'll be talking about that wonderful film, The Terms of Endearment. Yes. And, you know, it's such an endearing film. It's uh, it's actually it's it's in my top ten list of all time. So oh so wow, yes. So I, oh I totally goodness. agree with it. It's actually my life, to be honest with you. So, okay. Yeah, you know, like pretty much. We'll discuss it as we go. I think. I yeah. Because we have some things happening with it. Yeah. So for you, anybody who's chiming in, uh, usually Nick and I and Gino chums, uh, jumps in every once in a while. Uh, we you know discuss mainly current events. We have some celebrity interviews and. This time we decided uh, we would shake things up a little bit and do movie reviews. Uh, if you ever go back to our very first episode, we discuss all the things that we were planning on doing throughout the our you know podcast uh, broadcast, and uh, one of them we mentioned we wanted to do movie reviews. So like uh, a year and a month later, we're finally doing one. Uh, and, yeah, and so the way that we're going to break this down uh, for everybody is. Kind of like if we were in 1984, we're going to break down the, you know, the cost of, of stuff, you know, what events happened, things that were popular, and then we'll get into the movie review itself. So, you ready, guys? Jump into 1984? Well, let's do it. Okay, so we've got the cost of living in 1984. Um, let's see. Do you guys, can you guess what the average cost of a house was in 1984? Um, 79000 Gino? Oh, $40,000. $86,730 was the average cost. Yeah. The average income was Uh $21,600. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's interesting because I don't even know what the average income is now, but I'm pretty sure it hasn't gone up with the price of homes, you know, (laughs) because I think homes right now are like up. I think the median is what two sixty eight or something, isn't it? Yeah, so, some, it, yeah something outrageous. Something like I don't even know what the average is, but the average monthly income. I mean, sorry, average monthly rent was three hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Yeah. Really. So, yeah. So I, I mean, I remember back in grad school year like ten years ago, I was paying like five hundred a month. So it didn't seem like it jumped that much, but now it's skyrocketing. So a movie ticket, because we're, you know, we're talking about movies. Do you guys, can you guess what the average cost of a movie ticket was? Four dollars. Gino? Five fifty. Two fifty. Two fifty? Yeah, nineteen. I don't remember that. I got gypped. 
<laughs> I mean, I remember when I moved here to Dallas in the, uh, it was in, yeah, 2000, and it cost five bucks to go to a movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. So, okay. Well, I thought $4 because I remember paying $4 for a movie, but I just took, I couldn't remember when. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, ooh, maybe it's Sometimes. $4. It was back then. It was back, it was in the past. So, and the popcorn cost $10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, one gallon of gas. This is, I can't believe it. This is 87 cents. 68 cents. A dollar ten. What? What? Yeah, yeah. And but I paid as low as eighty-seven cents. I remember eighty-seven cents. But in nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, yeah, in eighty-four. Like in the eighties, I remember it was like eighty-seven cents. But anyway, a gallon of milk was two dollars and twenty-six cents. Well, I I still. Well, actually, I go to Aldi and it's a dollar eighty-seven. So yeah, it's very yeah, like it's cheaper now for milk. Uh, A first-class stamp, which uh, anybody who's probably a under the age of 20 doesn't know what one is 22 cents gino 15 cents it was 20 cents 20 uh, and right. in, in 1985 it went up to 22 um, oh i see okay here a dozen or not here but a dozen of eggs in 1984 was a dollar one there's still a dollar one yeah like it's funny Man. eggs didn't really change their yeah. price too much yeah that's kind of weird if you and uh it years later bread. and it's like eggs are still a dollar for a, for a dozen <laughs> Yeah, what if you go fuck? to if you go to Aldi's, which we're not being sponsored by, you can, <laughs> you can get a milk under two bucks. You can get uh, I, I like to go to Aldi because that's where I get my milk to make my yogurt. Yeah, and I, and I get the cheap ass yogurt that they have there for my you know for my starter. So yeah, yeah, that's all. I uh, need. Bread seventy one cents. Aldi's eighty five cents now. <laughs> right. Hello. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to buy a Dodge Ram truck, it cost you eight thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars. Damn, it's like forty grand now, right? Yeah. If you wanted to go sports and get you a uh, Corvette, that was twenty three thousand three hundred and ninety two dollars. But how much is a Corvette now? A hundred? I don't know. I don't. I don't drive one. I don't want it. I don't either. One. Yeah, I never really was in the market I, to get I one. Did, so. I think they're uh, like eighty thousand now. I uh, my my son's mother just bought one actually. Eighty grand. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he bought an he bought himself an Aston Martin and she he, and she got a Corvette. Nice. Wow. Yeah, they're balling. You out got of fancy control. people. You're, you're yeah, they won't. The they won't drive me around in it. But hey, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I take the bus. <laughs> it's all good. Life expectancy. You want to guess? One hundred and three. <laughs> no, seventy-four point seven years. Oh, that was low. And all if right. you wanted to go to Harvard for a year, it cost you nine thousand thirty-five dollars. Now it's like a hundred. Yeah, it, it's up there. Yeah, easy. All right. So moving on from cost of living stuff, our president and vice president of the United States was in '84. It was yeah. a Ronald Reagan, and uh, who's the vice president? God, I forgot. He uh, was that the head of the CIA at one point. Oh, oh yeah, Bush. George H. W. Bush. Yes. Yeah. Also in 1984, the Indian Prime Minister uh, Ira, uh, Indira, sorry, Indira, Indira Gandhi, Gandhi was uh, yeah, Indira Gandhi was assassinated in '84. In '84, yeah. Heaven, wow. Get this. This is relevant now. Hong Kong, uh, the UK and China agreed that Hong Kong would revert back to China in 1997. Right. And they did. Ah. Yeah. They, they did in 1997. And, and now it looks like Hong Kong is no longer going to be a democratic state. Right. They just they just got rid of that, too. So, uh, ooh, this is interesting. The first ever space flight for humans untethered, which means they're not attached to anything, uh-huh. was uh, took place in 1984. They used jetpacks to get around out in space. Oh, Man, yeah, just, just imagine if your jetpack got a little stuck and you're like on your way to somewhere. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, also, the space shuttle Discovery launched its first maiden flight in uh, on August 30th in 1984. So nice. it was adding to the fleet of the space shuttles. Sweet. The, the Summer Olympics was held in Los Angeles. Uh, also, Mary Lou Retton, baby. Mary also, Lou Retton, 1984. I was watching those Olympics like there was no tomorrow. I had a little crush on her. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was really good. I was, you know, how old? Let's say how I was seven. So, oh, I was 13. So, in 84? Yeah, I mean, yeah, at the time, I knew I was gay, but I didn't realize that I had to like be straight because I was so young. So, so I had a crush on her, her and Olivia Newton John. Yeah. Who didn't love it? Olivia Newton John. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, for the uh, Summer Olympics, the USSR, which was is Russia now, uh, and its uh, Soviet bloc boycotted the Olympics Games. Oh, that's right. Because we boycotted them in 1980. Yeah. And then uh, Virgin Atlantic had its first inaugural flight in 84. In 84. Yeah. Wow. And now they're Virgin Galactic. Yeah. Yeah. They're in space. Uh huh. So Janet Jackson used to be signed to the record label. Yeah, Urgent. it only took what twenty or no? Uh, how long? What thirty? Almost thirty years to get them into space. Yeah. Uh, Margaret Thatcher won the landslide uh, victory in the general elections in the UK. Oh, nice! Shoot the Iron Lady. Yeah, and MTV um, Video Music Awards started in 1984. Anti Mame? No, uh, MTV. MTV, oh, MTV, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the MTV Video Music Awards started. We should review Anti-Mame one day, the musical. <laughs> well, it wasn't really a musical. But Anti-Mame, I like that movie. Okay. I haven't seen it since I was... It, since did it win Best Picture? Probably. No. But we need to get a Best Picture, you're right. Never mind. Okay. It All has right. to be Best Picture. Oh, yeah, let's do rules. Chinatown next after... Rules! All right. Uh, All right. Popular films... Uh, included Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Gremlins, and, Gremlins, and Beverly Hills Cop, and Terms of Endearment, and The Karate Kid, and yes. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, You're and kidding. Police Academy. Oh, oh my God! God. I love and Academy. Romancing the Stone. Love Romancing the Stone. My and films that year. Splash. Oh my God. Oh. And the Terminator. And you know what's so funny? Amadeus. No way. Amadeus came out in 1984. Uh, it won in 85, then best picture, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so let's do okay. Amadeus next time. Let's do 85. Anyway, I don't know. No, let's, let's, then then we go, go, we go going deeper. Decade. We're going we'll deeper. Yeah. The Killing Fields. Oh, that was a good that was a good movie. And a passage to India. Yeah, I and liked it, but it was it was boring. That's the list of the popular films for 1984. Yeah, but Castle of the most... was a little bit boring. I remember yeah. watching that. And I'm like, and I was so young. I'm like, oh, this is so fucking boring. Nick and, and Russ. I saw it years later, and I was like, oh, that actually is pretty good. Nick because, and you know, Russ. because you know, when you're young, you don't realize that when you see a boring movie, it's actually good. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick and Russ. <laughs> the ultimate film came out in 1984. The Purple didn't come out. <laughs> Purple Rain, July 27th, 1984. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. rain. Wait, that was a movie? You shut up your mouth. (laughs) Shut your mouth. You shut up your your greasy mouth. All right, wait. Here, you're going to love this. Uh, Popular musicians for 1984. Phil Collins. Madonna. Allison Moyet. I think that's how you say it. Billy Joel. Madonna. Tina Turner. Madonna. David Bowie, Madonna, Wham, 
Yeah. Billy Ocean. Madonna. UB40. Stevie Wonder. Bruce Springsteen. Kenny Rogers. Bananarama. Duran Duran. Ultravox. And Cars. And not, Cars. Not Madonna. No, they didn't listen. They did not what listen. What the fuck is wrong with that list? What's wrong? <laughs> that like, list is real fucked up. I know because it's like she. I that was like one of the albums that I was like addicted to. You know, but one well, of the always at nineteen eighty four though. Huh? But the mo- one of the most popular musicians at that time in nineteen eighty four who dated Madonna, Prince. Yes. <laughs> Good lord. She also dated Basquiat. Yes. Yeah. And, and Tupac. Popular yeah. popular TV shows. Tell me all the ones that you guys watched. From 1984? 1984. Magnum P.I.? No, I wasn't a fan. I watched it a couple of times. Dynasty? Mm -hmm. A couple of times. Yes. I was, yeah, Dynasty for sure. Entertainment Tonight? Oh, yes. A couple of times. Falcon's Crest? A couple of times. Not really. I mean, I saw a couple episodes, but yeah. The first three I have so far, Hill Street Blues. A couple of times. Yes. You know what? I saw Hill Street Blues... I'd say two years ago when okay. when streaming started. That's when I started watching it. Yeah, I couldn't get into it when I was that young. I thought I was, I was watching with my parents. Yeah, uh, Cagney and Lacey. That was a good show. It was actually. Yeah, Cheers. I would Cheers. I was addicted. Yeah. Love Cheers. All my time. family. We watched Cheers. Yeah. Fame. I watched Fame and Family fame. Ties. Yeah. Uh, Night Rider and the A Team. Oh, and, sorry, but. As, uh, with Jeopardy as well. Wait a minute, Russ. Let's get controversial here. Okay. One of the most popular shows in 1984 was the Cosby Show. Oh, that guy. It, you're, 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 you could be right. Well, they might have edited uh, this list when you know <laughs> when when Cosby kind of you know realized that he was dipping. What he was stick. putting. He was putting stuff in the Jello pudding back then. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, okay, this is fun. People, uh, for, famous people born in 1984. Oh. So Prince Henry. Oh, sorry. Prince Harry. Prince Harry was born September 15th. Olivia Wilde was born March 10th. Scarlett Johansson, November 22nd. LeBron James, December 30th. Katy Perry, uh, October 25th. And Khloe Kardashian, June 27th. Damn. Those are some good celebrities there. Mm-hmm. All right, some technology uh, news. The AIDS virus was identified by a French immunologist. Right. AT&T broke up. The first Macintosh goes on sale. I have that commercial. Do you remember the 1984 commercial? Oh, with that shot put thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. So I've got it. I'm going to show it. uh, All right. and, And here we go. So this is the famous 1984 Apple Macintosh commercial. Today we celebrate the first glorious anniversary of the information glorification of the first time in all history of a garden of pure ideology where each worker may bloom secure from the pests of a contradictory of course, is more powerful a weapon than any fleet or army on earth. We are one people. I didn't know Kanye West was designing clothes back then. I think she won the gold. 
That was freaking cool. Apple computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. That's crazy. That was. But but did y'all see the uh, the design and clothing credit they gave to Kanye West even back then? And he wasn't guess, even born yet. Time machine. Guess, guess who directed that commercial? Who? John Landis. No, Ridley Scott. Oh. Mm. Yeah. He before he became a famous director, he worked in advertising. That's cool. But I mean, he had already done films. Right. He, yeah. Right. I love Ridley anyway. Scott, actually. So. So yeah. Uh, so Steve Jobs introduces you know the Apple Macintosh, which is the uh, first uh, personal computer, or mm-hmm. not first, but their personal computer. Yeah. Its price tag was two thousand five hundred dollars. You're kidding? No. And How even much? though it was two thousand five hundred dollars, nineteen eighty four. That's Dang. crazy. Yeah. And even though they people said it was way too, it was over uh, priced. Uh, it it did great in sales. Right. So, all right. Uh, also in technology, uh, Sony and Philips introduced the first commercial CD players, nineteen eighty four. And then Sony also made the first three and a half inch uh, computer disc. Really? The floppy yeah. disc? Nice. Yes. So, well, the floppy disc was the five and a quarter. That was because oh, it one. flopped. And, yeah, because it actually flopped. Oh, and then, okay. then the smaller version, the 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 A one, right? The yeah. A drive, whatever it was. Yeah. And so, yes, the A drive, and generic fingerprinting. I'm oh, sorry, genetic fingerprinting and DNA uh, profiling was developed and now used by uh, forensic uh, scientists when in, uh, getting evidence in a crime. That I love forensic files. Do you ever watch it on HLN? Anyway. No, I don't. I think I've seen it so, once. Okay, the last thing is uh, you guys want to know what day your birthday fell on? Sure. Okay, so Nick, what, what is your birthday again? It's January January something. 19th, 1971. Uh, January 19th in 1984, your birthday was on a Thursday. Thursday, nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Gina, what was yours? October 31st. Halloween. Your birthday on 1984 was on a Wednesday. What? Got all the candy that day, brother. And my birthday, my birthday, September first, was on a Saturday. All right. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. Yeah. Did you party? Did you party, or do you remember? I don't remember. You're smoking weed. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I I was seven. I wasn't smoking weed. That's when I started smoking weed. Oh, you. Oh, here's trivia for you, sir. You're supposed to put dick on your, whatever, hair on your dick. That's what they told me. (laughs) Yeah. When I was young, that happens all the time. But you know who else was seven at that time? It's right here. <laughs> you know who else was seven, Russ? Who? The guy who designed the clothing for that commercial. <laughs> Kanye Wait, West. Kanye and I are have the same. It was born in seventy-seven. Yep. Oh, he's okay. uh, July twenty-seven. No, he's uh, what is he? It's seventy-seven, well, but I forgot if, the date. Let's see if we ever review whatever best film was in nineteen seventy-seven. Um, yeah, let's we, we should do 77 next, whatever the Well, yeah, thing. we should do our birthdays. That would be fun. Yeah, let's do that. I do know Star Wars came out in 77. No, 76. Yeah, he was June 76? 8th, 1977. Okay. I could have sworn it was 76. That Maybe was it was 77. I don't know. Now I you got was... me thinking it's 76. Okay. July, August. Anyway. So okay. Kanye's three months older than you. Oh, he is. All right. So. Okay, so now on to the movie. All right, so we've got... Uh, we're reviewing Terms of Endearment. It was released December 9th, 1983, directed by, and it was James L. Brooks's directorial debut, uh, and it was also written by him. 
Right. And it's based on a novel by Larry McMurdy. Uh, it stars uh, Shirley MacLaine as Aurora, Deborah uh, Ring- Winger as Emma, Jack Nicholson as Garrett, Danny DeVito as Vernon, Jeff Daniels as Flap, John Lithgow as Sam, and Lisa Hart Carroll as Patsy. Nice. All right. A little bit of trivia I've got. Um, so, oh, and uh, they had uh, somebody wrote a little synopsis of the film, and I'll read that later on. But the film itself was originally an R-rated uh, film because of its language, but uh, they, in an appeal, got it reduced down to PG because PG thirteen didn't exist then. Oh, I see. Which was very important because when I saw PG, I was like, oh. I could show my daughter because I I could I didn't remember a lot of this stuff in the beginning. I just knew the sad scenes. I was like, I wanted her experience, you know, right. a good dr- and right when they started, I was like, no, 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 not appropriate for you. So sorry. I was like, when you get uh let's advance about five years and from now, and then we'll watch it then. So, oh. I don't um remember. it is called uh one of the greatest movies of all time. And it's a sequel, The Evening Star is called one of the worst sequels of all time. Oh, I forgot about that. I yeah. forgot that they made a sequel. One what a of the, shame. What a shame that they made a sequel. Yeah, one of the taglines is have you come to terms yet? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it's going to be a bad movie. <laughs> um James L Brooks uh settled on casting Shirley MacLaine as Aurora because she was the only one that found it to be a comedy. She thought it was a comedy? Yeah. Oh. And this is trivial on the casting. John Lithgow was called in to replace another actor. Uh, his part was filmed in three days during the breaking uh, during a break of Footloose. Oh, which Footloose wasn't named in the? Oh, that was nineteen. Yeah, nineteen eighty four. Footloose should have been named. That was a good movie. Uh, Jodie Foster turned down the role of Emma due to her commitment at Yale. She had. She was going to be Emma. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and. Because Shirley MacLaine took this role, she turned down the doctor role in Poltergeist. Mm. She, oh. I think, she chose wisely, right? Mainly because she won the Academy for, uh, Academy Award for Best Actress for this film. Yeah, uh, Molly Ringwall would later play Aurora in the Broadway production of this show. Interesting. Yeah, somebody and had to do it. Albert Brooks uh, uh-huh. voiced Aurora's husband in the opening scene. Oh, I see. That's cool. Uh, some uh, some of the stuff that happened on uh, the set. Deborah Ringer uh, behaved erratically on set because she was fighting severe cocaine addiction. At one point, she and Shirley MacLaine got into a shoving match. Interesting. Mm. They had so much antics between them. Uh, it is there was a rumor that uh, they got in an argument one time. Deborah Ringer uh, stormed off, lifted up her skirt, and farted in front of uh, Shirley <laughs> MacLaine. Okay. Yeah. Was it smelly? I don't. <laughs> She also said that there, there was an intimate scene between Shirley MacLaine and Jack Nicholson. And right before that scene, Deborah Winger licked her leg. That's kind of hot, though. <laughs> Is that hot? <laughs> now it would be sexual harassment. You'd yes, be it would HR. be. She'd uh, be like, me too. <laughs> uh, Shirley MacLaine and Jack Nicholson would do crazy things on set, like show up practically naked. Really? Yeah. Uh, Shirley MacLaine would show up naked with Jack Nicholson? Yeah. That's kind of hot. I mean, Sh- Shirley MacLaine is, is a wild Actually, that's girl. That's kind of hot if you think about it. I'd be, I'd love to be on that set. They later said that James L. Brooks was would kind of torture everybody to try to get good performances out of them. Um, and well, he, he got would, him. Yeah, define, he, define torture. It said that he terrorized them. It didn't give specifics, but um, it 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 was so bad at one point. Shirley MacLaine actually drove to the airport and said she was quitting. Wow. Yeah. All right. 
awards for them. Uh, the best pitcher, uh, they won best pitcher, best actress in a leading role, best actor in a supporting role, which was Jack Nicholson, uh, best actress in leading role was Shirley MacLaine, best director for James Brooks, uh, and best writing screenplay based on material from another medium was James Brooks. Uh, they were also nominated. And this is one of the, uh, there's only five other films that had the two women in the name for best leading actress. Um, yeah. And Deborah Winger was also uh, nominated for best actress. Um, best actor in supporting role was John Lithgow, best art direction and best sound. Those were the nominees that they had. Interesting. Oh, uh, they also had best film editing and best musical score. Who won the Oscar? Was it, I think it was Shirley MacLaine that won it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, Deborah Winger and her were are up against each other for it. And, right. uh, when Shirley MacLaine won, she walked down and it was said that she whispered to Deborah Ringer, half of this is yours. And Deborah responded, I'll take half. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, oh, do you guys know who Jennifer Jones is? Yes. She originally owned the book rights and wanted to play Aurora. She was hoping it would be a comeback film for her. And oh. she, her uh, millionaire husband at the time, Norton Simon, uh, uh-huh. they had, they had uh, commissioned brooks to uh write the screenplay when after he wrote it he went to the studio and uh, suggested they buy the rights from uh from jennifer jones because he didn't think it was right to write a screenplay based on a, uh, around an actress huh so he kind of screwed them or screwed her out of uh, the role that she got him into so right yeah um let's see okay so uh Norton simon now now that you brought it up for, with January Jones, this is like a little piece of trivia. He was the one that that bought uh, Halston, actually, <laughs> the designer. Mm-hmm. So really, uh, oh, yeah, he right. bought. Yeah, he became part of their conglomerate, you know, company, whatever it was. And then, of course, after that, it just ruined the brand. But anyway, <laughs> so because um, they license the name to every single thing that you could possibly imagine, right? So, is that you know it used to have like this exclusivity, and then it didn't become exclusive anymore. So anyway. Hmm. All right. Um, so the uh, in the story, the film actually alludes to a affair between Patsy and Flap uh, when the family is moving. Patsy tells Flap he needs to take care of the family. He leans forward to tell Patsy uh, he whispers something to her. She leans in and then he abruptly stops and straightens up when he sees Aurora standing right behind, uh, behind him. Uh-huh. Uh, and in the novel, Patsy and Flap did have an affair. Oh, but they I did see. not. They did not pursue that in right. uh, the movie. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So I could totally see Patsy having an affair with Flap, though. I, I thought I. I had to go back because I watched it again. Uh, yeah. I had to go back and look at this that little scene because I felt like she hated him until the end. Right. Um. But I also felt that she was kind of in love with Aurora. Who Patsy? Patsy. I think because. She, she was so close to her. And then like, right. um, it just felt like she had some kind of connect, like more than just a friendship kind of connection. All right. That was my thing. So, uh, a review or a synopsis by this guy named John Vogel. He said, Aurora and Emma are mother and daughter who march to different drummers. Beginning with Emma's marriage, Aurora shows how difficult and loving she can be. The movie covers several years of their life as each uh, finds different reasons to go on living and finding joy. Aurora uh, interludes with Garrett Breedlove, a retired astronaut and next-door neighbor, uh, which is quite striking. In the end, different people show their love in different ways. Wow. So I'm going to play – we're going to play a few clips here. One of them is 
the uh for so the opening scene i wanted to show that one but i decided not to because it's more uh visual uh and mm-hmm. that's the one scene where she we see how uh overprotective sort of uh aurora mm-hmm. is with emma because she, she the baby's just born and she wants to get in the crib with her to make sure she's okay <laughs> right uh but here this is the scene this is advanced a little bit this is uh you know about 10 minutes into the scene we're going to see. Uh, now, I watched mine on, and I love this. It was on uh, Amazon Prime. And they have this uh, version that's called X-Ray. And if you pause it, they give you like, they'll tell you who the cast is that's in the scene. And they'll give you like little trivia too, which is kind of cool. All right. So let's see this right here. Roll the reel, Juddy. Roll the reel. <laughs> All right. Nope, wrong thing. Hold on. Stop showing. Oh my wrong gosh. Track. Yeah. Technical difficulties. There we go. All right. Okay. So here is that scene. Or it's, it's buffering that scene. Terms of buffering. It's going to keep buffering. Yeah. Enduring. The buffer. Maybe I should kill somebody. Don't give up. That would have been nice to. Uh, I'm trying to get it to work, but how come it was working quickly? And then I guess we have it's too much going. Okay, well, that. We can just talk about. The I don't know why it's buffering. It's, it's you know. Let's just talk about the scenes. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. So, so which the scene, scene was it? Is that's the scene where. She okay, so the, the scene right before that happens is Patsy and Aurora are getting high uh, before her wedding night, and now it wants to play. <laughs> All right, good. Patsy and her are getting high, and then Aurora calls her into her room uh, to have a serious discussion. Uh, first, she tells her uh, that she doesn't know what to give her for her wedding night, and she's like, I'm thinking about giving you the Renoir that my mother gave me. Uh, and um, and so uh, Emma is kind of like she's high, but she's not she's not understanding what she's saying, really. Mm-hmm. And then she says, look, I've always been honest with you. I don't think you should marry Flap. Mm-hmm. And then Emma gets upset and says, uh, if you can't be happy for me because I'm going to marry Flap, then maybe you shouldn't come to the wedding. And Aurora's response is, OK, I'm glad that we both agree I should not be there. Mm-hmm. And she does not go to her wedding. So it sets up kind of the whole premise of how she feels about flap. She, she thinks, yeah, she thinks that he's not good enough for uh, Emma and that he doesn't have any aspirations because he just wants to be a professor. Well, so, so anyway, so that scene is really important in my life as well. Uh, because my grandmother did not go to my mother's wedding because she did not approve of my father as well. So, oh wow! So that was an interesting thing, you know. When I saw it, I'm like, oh my god, that's my life, right? So, so that my, was like, uh, an, you know, so my grandmother so it happens. Yeah, it it happens for real. My grandmother didn't approve of my dad marrying my mother, and so my mom and dad went and eloped. Oh yeah, wow. but my parents had like a full blown wedding. My grandfather, oh. you know, gave away the bride and the whole nine yards, and they had like a banquet and you oh, know wow. and everything. Well, they, my parents were going to have one, but my yeah. dad said it was too stressful for my uh, right. mom, and he said let's just go elope, and they did. That's good. That's what yeah. that's what Michael and I did. Yeah. He, he where did they except, go? Where did they uh, go? They went to Vegas. Okay, the, the only place you could go, Vegas. Okay. So, nice. uh, 
but uh, I think it was Vegas. Maybe I'm, I'll have to ask, but I'm pretty sure it was Vegas. All right. So, uh, yeah, well, see, he wasn't Italian. My grandmother didn't approve. Ah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. So, Vafangulo, bastardo. Like, that's ooh. what he was probably. Anyway. Did you just say Fafangulo? Vafangulo, bastardo. Yeah. Okay. So, because Fafangulo. Bastard. Yeah. yeah Fafangula is up your ass. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. It's a Vafangulo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, go, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, fuck yeah, up your ass. Yeah, yeah, right. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Up so. your butt. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> so wait, here we go. What's something new you know? There we go. Teaching the so anyway, uh yeah, that scene uh is it's kind of harsh because you you don't you don't think that she's gonna miss her. And and the next day is you know, they're they're married and she didn't go to the wedding. She didn't attend. I know. And she's calling her like crazy. Like yes. she didn't stop calling her. Yes. And she is obsessed with trying to get a hold of her daughter and right. doesn't really want to apologize, but yeah. somehow they work it out. They have this die this like butting heads because they're two totally different people. You know, like right. Emma seems like kind of a free spirited and her mother super conservative. But her mother's got a an interesting side to her, you know, because like uh, oh, uh, to set this up too, uh, Emma's uh, the dad dies at a young age, and um, so the guy, the, the guy in one scene says to her, uh, "Take care of your mother." Um, anyway, and it sort of sometimes seems like Emma is the more adult. Well, Emma seems to be handling her mother the entire life. I mean, you yeah. see that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, yeah. And and then so we then we see that Aurora loves to play the field. Right. You know, she has all these gentlemen suitors, you know, and uh, and none of them keep her interest as much as the retired astronaut who moves in next door, which is played by Jack Nicholson. Right. And that role originally was not in the I think they said not in the book, but it was written and uh, because Aurora had an affair with a general. And so oh. they, yeah, and so they wrote it uh, for the movie as a, an astronaut, and they originally wanted Burt Reynolds to play the uh, the role, but he was uh, already committed to Stroker, uh, a, Stroker Ace or Ace Stroker, whatever that movie was. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so anyway, she has an infatuation with uh, with Garrett, played by Jack Nicholson, and he is using his notoriety and celebrity status to. Uh, bed young women uh-huh. and uh but so they keep having this kind of like dynamic uhness and it's really funny because like at one point he's drunk and he asks uh, aurora out and she turns him down and then mm-hmm. two years later she goes to him and she goes you asked me out one time and he goes i did and she's like, yeah two years ago and he's like uh, okay and she's like yeah i i will go out with you and he's like okay so uh so he's having an issue with her and then they get to the, uh, the restaurant and he's already eating. Cause she has to go fix her hair. Cause, uh, uh-huh. there's, and I love it. He says to her, he says, uh, you know, we're going to have to get you drunk. And she's like, why? He goes to kill that, uh, to, uh, uh to kill that stick up your ass or mm. kill that bug up your ass. And Whatever it was. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. No, I think it was a stick to get yeah, rid and, of that stick. Out of yeah. Your get ass, rid of that stick know. up your ass. And, I forgot what it was anyway. It's up a bug. Yeah. And she's shocked because no guy has ever talked to her this way. I know. And then they have sex and they love sex. It's amazing. Um, Well, (laughs) and so uh, she calls his house a sex trap um, because he's got all his astronaut stuff all Uh around. 
and uh and yeah so they end up like well actually they end up having like he ruins it like that night because they're drunk and he says something and she doesn't have sex with him and then later on she like a day or two later she calls him over to look at the uh renoir painting in the bedroom and then they have sex right uh and he becomes the love of her life but he doesn't want to be committed to her and he you know he they part ways uh Mm. And at this point, the other stuff has happened with Emma, but we find out that Emma is sick. Mm-hmm. Emma has cancer. I remember when my mom got cancer. It was like it was the horror. It was horrible. So, you know, it's amazing because it's like that whole movie is just my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you know, with Flap. You know, the way Flap was, you know, I see my dad and him like all the time, you know, the way that he was always talking to my grandmother and the way that, you know, like the the total disrespect between the two of them. And it was interesting to see that. So, and that's why I love that movie. Yeah. And then we get to, I want to see if I could play this scene because this is the, the scene I think that clinched uh, um, Shirley MacLaine's whole Oscar uh, so let's see if oh. it'll play. Um, okay. This is the hospital scene. So what has happened is the, the scene before that, the doctor, they, they she's gone through treatment, right? Uh, Aurora has gone through treatment and uh, he tells her nothing's working and you need to get your orders, uh, your uh, uh, affairs in order. And so um, she's really distraught and uh, she's, wrong? she Far just... In. She just got the news. Drugs, which were... I just don't think it's going to work for us today. Uh, just don't worry so, about it. Oh, it's I'm fine. I, we know the scene. So, anyway, uh, so my daughter needs her medication yeah. now or something like well, that. And she got really we'll, upset. We'll figure, was, yeah. yeah. And she was yelling at all the people. Yeah, she said. It was a great She says scene. all you had to do was wait. That was, all she had to do was her scene. Yeah, that she was said all she had to do was wait. Yeah. Yeah, she said How, she tells the, what is the your nurse favorite all she had to do was wait like ten hours or something. Yeah, Gino, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Me, for me, the fit. My- You're not Gino, Russ. My gosh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scene was when um, she's a little girl and her mother says you're uh, you're you're feeling what anxious or something like that of that nature. Uh-huh. And uh, she um, says, "Do you want to go into my my bed, sleep in my bed?" And, and Emma says, "No." And then she's like, well, "Would you like to sleep in mine?" And then you know, it's like a role reversal type of thing, right? And I thought that was I thought that was so cute and interesting and a, and a great um, kind of anchoring moment for the film overall. This, yeah, because it shows that she was taking care of her mom. That's a yeah. you know what? Yeah. That's right. It, it it made the conceit, right? It created the conceit and you know and it basically told you what the theme of the movie was going to be about in just that one scene. You know that this mm-hmm. is a little girl that takes care of her mother. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was great. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And the the hospital scene like juxtaposition is the the point where the mother now has to take care of her. Right, ah. because she yells at the nurse, uh, "Get my daughter her medication. Get my and right. she just she keeps going from person to person until like she just I mean screams at the top of her lungs, right. get my daughter her medication, uh, and until they finally do like because right. she had to wait I think ten hours or six something like that you know there's a, a and she says she was in pain, mm-hmm. and that was a great scene followed but like that was an emotional. Yeah. Like that was going up and then like coming down, 
you got to you're coming down again when the two boys go in uh, to say goodbye to their mother, mm-hmm. and you got the the ages I think were like ten and seven. It yeah. seemed like I was ten years old when I saw my mom for the last time, and so so that scene for me is my favorite scene. So the last time I saw my mother, that's why I'm saying this movie is my life. So the the moment that you know when my mom, you know, a few days before my mom died all four kids went to see her, right? And so my mm-hmm. mom, you know, she didn't have much hair because of the radiation, you know, and the chemo and all that. And, uh, you know, and we were all showing her our report cards and we were all, you know, I got emotional that day, you know, because it's like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be losing my mother. Right. But I didn't realize like what death was until like two days later when they said that she was gone, like, or three days later, whatever it was. And then I thought, oh my God, how, you know, it didn't dawn on me. It's weird. Like, like I didn't feel any emotion, but at the same time I knew that it's like okay, my mom went to like a better place, or I don't know whatever it was. At least her suffering stopped, and so and so when I was looking at those kids in the movie, I was feeling exactly the pain that they were feeling, and and that's why to me that was my favorite scene of the of the whole film. I mean, to see the way that they loved their mother, even though the the, the older son says I'm not going to love you or whatever it was, you know that like that whole you yeah know, he didn't want to say it was. I, yeah, he, was yeah, trying he to didn't be want a to man, say I love right? you. Yeah, he. No. Well, he was mad at her. Let's let's see. Let's right. see if it'll play this one. So. All right. Think that. Well, you may be later on. I doubt it. Why don't you shut up? Shut up. You shut up. Ted, give me a kiss. Come on. <clears throat> Tell me you'd be sweet. Be sweet. And stop trying to pretend like you hate me. I mean, it's silly. I like you. Hmm. Even when you listen especially close. What? You listen real hard? I said what? I know you like me. I know it. For the last year or two, you've been pretending like you hate me. I love you very much. I love you as much as I love anybody. As much as I love myself. And in a few years, when I haven't been around to be on your tail about something or irritating you, you can remember. You remember that time that I bought you the baseball glove when you thought we were too broke? You know? Or when I, I read you those stories? Or when I, I let you goof off instead of mowing the lawn? Lots of things like that. And you're going to realize that you love me. And maybe you're going to feel badly because you never told me. But don't. I know that you love me. So don't ever do that to yourself, all right? Okay. Okay? You said okay. Oh, now I'm crying. Oh. Okay. Can you teach it, So that, yeah, like for her to tell him it's okay. Like, you don't have to beat yourself up when you get older. I Uh, know. Yeah, and then Teddy, the little boy, like him, just that dude, that kid, he was nailing the, the crying. Like, yeah, yeah. So, very good movie. Uh, and uh, and even it deserved the, the Oscar for best picture. It did. I, it did. I mean, it really was an amazing film. And uh, you know, and even the scene, you know, where you know, where uh, Flap and Emma, you know, were talking about, you know, 
her walks or, you know, whatever it was, you know, because she was like having that affair with John Lithgow, and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, they, and the fact, you know, and she was like trying to hide it. Okay, let's right. Let's not talk about that stuff anymore. Because he was having an affair. Right. Everybody yeah. was having an affair. Yeah. Know, every, so. Everybody. Just like my, you know, it's so funny because, you know, my father was having affairs. You know, so it's kind of interesting. That's why I'm saying it's like this movie was my life. It, it just like connects on all, everything all in levels. It was my life. I saw my whole life, I had, you know, in front of me in, in that movie. Right. So. Yeah, and my, and my mom died in 1980. So, so my mom died uh, 1981. Sorry, so three years before. And I, well, I this, just it, this came out in '83, so yeah. two years before, or two years before, right? Yeah, so, so yeah, uh, and but I didn't see it until like '85 or '86. With that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm like, oh my god, that's my life, and that's when I cried a lot. You know, so yeah, I but, first go ahead. Yeah, you, do you guys remember the videotapes with the VCR and yeah. stuff? Where we, yeah, you yeah. Know, so we had to get tapes. To, yeah, so that's that was like one of the first movies that I watched, you know, on a videotape. So anyway. for me, the first time I saw this was the TBS version. So I didn't get all of the sexual stuff. You know? oh, I just right. yeah, because they edited. Right. Yeah, they edited a lot of it out, and you know, um, but it still like touched me because I, I probably saw it when I was a teenager. Yeah. And uh, I loved it, and it was great. And then later on, I saw it in its full entirety. But mm. I forgot; I still forgot some of the stuff until recently. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I think I, I think I see that movie like maybe once a year, usually." Mm-hmm. Uh, so I haven't seen it this year yet. But usually, like right around my mom's birthday. My mom's birthday was July twentieth, okay. so I usually watch it right around her birthday. So it was kind of interesting that I didn't do it this year. Uh, but but yeah, but it's been. Uh, it's been interesting, you know, because I, I always on my, you know, my my mom's birthday is on my mind on that day, and so I'm like, yeah. well, let me watch Terms of Endearment, you know. So it's a it's a bit like a, a little tradition that I have with myself to honor her memory. So so it's it's a pretty good thing. So I, I have to say, I mean, rewatching it, like it, uh-huh. it's yeah, I would say it's it it deserves to be one of the called those you know yeah films that you need to watch. So. I know. Anyway, I mean, so that wraps pretty much the film uh and our thoughts on it like you know we we discussed our favorite uh did you have a favorite character favorite uh you know actor like uh anything like that i i i thought deborah winger deserved the oscar more than uh shirley mclean personally oh, really yeah i did yeah there was so. some controversy on that yeah. they said that uh that deborah ringer should have put her uh consideration in for supporting actors because she was new and they uh-huh. said because oh. Shirley McLean had been around for 20 years at this point. Right, right. And okay, uh, they, and she might have won supporting but, actress. But she wasn't the supporting actress. The movie was about her. Right. And, you know, right. the two main actresses were the mother and the daughter. It's the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was like, those yeah. were the two, you know. So. Exactly. So, but, uh, also. Did she ever win an Oscar? Deborah, Deborah Winger? Winger? I don't even know. I th- think like she Like for Officer did. and a Gentleman, maybe? Or, um, I don't know. Because that was another great well, film that she was in, so. She later on was uh, tainted with being hard to work with. And so after a few more movies, uh, she kind of went off into obscurity and she didn't come back until recently uh, when she started doing the series, the ranch on Netflix. Okay. Uh, Yeah. But uh, she, you know, they like, you know, part of the trivia, she was fighting a cocaine addiction on the set of, uh, of uh, in terms of endearment. Yeah. Addiction um, sucks. Let's see. It's not. I'm not seeing anything that okay. she won. Don't worry about. It. What yeah. about you, Gina? Did you ever win an Oscar? I, I met someone named Oscar. Oh, 
but I have not won an Oscar. You know what? I've met a few Oscars myself. I've had sex with an Oscar. <laughs> Did you know? Now that I think about it. Yeah. The statue or a person? No, a person. Yeah. So was it, oh, was it, a, was it, award, was it award winning? Yeah. Was the sex award winning though? Yeah. With Oscar? Yes, was it well, award winning? Yeah, it was. You know. You know why? Because I remember it. So yes. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember exactly what he was like. So, but I got to tell you, the Oscar itself, it actually weighs pretty. It's pretty heavy. So yeah. I held. I held the Oscar for the best uh, in. Uh, I was working at the Peninsula Beverly Hills, and I forgot who had won. It was like one of those best short animated films or something like that that came to the front desk, you know. And I was like, oh, is it okay if I touch it? I've never touched an Oscar. And they're like, yes. So I was like, I held it. I'm like, oh, congratulations, you know, congratulations and that kind of thing. It was kind of nice. So anyway. I think there is a rule that uh, if you were to sell the Oscar, you're not legally able to. You have to give it back to the Academy. Really? Yeah. Um, oh. so because there's been some people who their parents have died away and they've tried to auction off their Oscar of and, the Oscar, yeah, yeah. and they uh, won't allow them to. Okay, I looked it up. Uh, and so she has not, it, it looks like she has not won an Academy Award. She has gotten a Globe, a Golden Globe. All right, she's been nominated a few times. Okay, she's gotten a BAFTA. Nice. Uh, or, right. So she's been, I mean, she's a great actress. So yeah, yeah. I, I do love Deborah Winger. So you know, I even loved Black Widow, you know. Which wasn't one of her best films, but I really liked it. So, anyway, okay. So, and that was 1987 for Black Widow. Oh, all right. Interesting. I think I think I loved her in Urban. Like I couldn't remember her in Urban Cowboy. I don't remember Urban Cowboy though. It was her uh, and uh, was that John Justin Tra- Hoffman. No, it was John Travolta. You remember they had the relationship, and uh, mm-hmm. it was on and off again. John Void was in it too, maybe. Uh, no, you're thinking of um, the one with Dustin Hoffman, which was. Uh, yeah. Not urban cowboy, but something else. But right. this one, she does that sexy scene with the uh, the bull, the, oh. the mechanical bull. Like, oh right, yeah. yes. And okay, pisses off John Travolta, and he storms yeah. off, and you know, right. So, yeah. well, good, good, good on her. That's good. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, for me, my favorite character, uh, I think, was Jack Nicholson. I, I, I oh, found yeah. him. I found well, him. Well, Jack Nicholson. I mean, I love him in everything. So yeah, so fine. He was great. All right. As good well, as it gets. Yeah. That seems like that wraps up. With you, Gino. Uh, who was your favorite character? Oh, Gino. Sorry. In the movie. Good. Yeah. Oh, Emma. All day. Emma as well. Yeah. yeah. See, right. see, Emma wins it because she was the one that like. I thought that she was her performance was a lot more grueling than Aurora. You know what I mean? But yeah. Aurora had some great scenes with she Jack did. Nicholson. You know, because she became a better actress because of Jack Nicholson. Like, that's uh, the way well, I, I, I think Jack brings it out of anybody yeah. in anything. I would in say hers. that. I mean, even if we reviewed the movie The Wolf, he was great in that movie. Yeah. So. And not only that, like even Flap, you know, Jeff Daniels, mm-hmm. he should have been. I hope he was nominated because he was also really good in it. I, know, I believe he was nominated. Uh, because, he, you know, because to play like the the husband that cheats and stuff and like also have like. The, that where he's not an asshole at the same time, you know what I mean? Because I mean, he's, like he's struggling still with his demons and like just just trying to make like the day. You know, he's just trying to survive with the information that he knows, and he's like human and he's weak, and he loves his like you know professorship and the, and the college girls and you know I mean so you know you have that that's happening in there too. So that's why it made him a great character. I mean, she also forgives him for being an 
and a, a deadbeat dad, like to, for giving up his kids, right? Because he gives up his kids at the end, you know, and like, and you know, and he does it because it's the best for the kids. It's a very hard he decision it. for a fair, you know. So this is interesting because you know my father also like gave us to my grandparents, you know, mm -hmm. for a few years, you know, until he was able to get his shit together. So. Mm -hmm. But I mean, so, you know, so I have that going on because I had to live with my grandparents for like three years. As well, Are you sure this had. guy, James, didn't just like it's, it's it's an amazing story because it's like it was literally my yeah. life, you know? Yeah, the guy. And, Larry, uh, yeah. Larry. And it, and it was thing. it was it's it's totally amazing. You know, yeah. now I didn't go with my maternal grandparents. I went with my paternal grandparents. But okay. that's the only difference. But I mean, but still, it was the same thing. It's like suddenly we were just yeah. handed off to my grandparents to take care of us, you know? So, I mean, it, it sets up how kind of a bad not, not a bad father, but how he doesn't know how to be a father when she goes yeah. off to New York and he's hoping that he's going to, uh, she's going to leave the kids with her mother. And she's like, no, I'm going to leave them with their father, you know? Right. So, um, nope. Uh, it looks like Jeff Daniels was not nominated. Uh, okay. Best supporting actor nomination was John Lithgow and Jack Nicholson. Right. So they, there was a two. Jack Nicholson must have won it, I think, because. Uh, I, I believe he did. Uh, I think that was the Oscar that he won. Yeah, one of his Oscars. How many yeah, Oscars has Nicholson won? I think two. Oh, wow. It said he's been nominated for five. Yeah, but I think he's had two wins. One is for Terms of Endearment, I think, and then the other one is for As Good As It Gets. So, anyway. All right. So, okay. So here, uh, Jack Nicholson, he's, oh, wow. He's had 12 Academy Award nominations. I believe uh, it, yeah. And, and how many wins? Let's see. Uh, da, 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 he uh, has been, uh, three Oscar wins. Oh, so he ties with Walter Brennan, Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, Ingrid Bergman, Francis McDormand, and Meryl Streep. Um and oh, Catherine Hepburn's the only one that have four wins, four Oscars. Well, no, because uh, that that must be an old list because what's her face won? Who uh, Meryl Streep won for the Iron Lady or whatever? Okay, so maybe Meryl's now four. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know when this was edited. So anyway, all right. Um, okay. But it's all good. Yeah. So anyway, well, that was that was a good film review. I enjoyed talking about this film. So I agree. I like uh, I, it's a good movie. Uh, and anybody who's listening, you should go out. And so watch next it. time I want a pick by Gino, like a movie that he likes, because I want him to talk more. So, OK. All right. Gino, uh, you did will we, pick the next the next film. Did you we say the, the Godfather film? at one point? Or did was that a, off? The, or was that off the table? No, no. no the Godfather's, the Godfather's the on the table. If you it's got to be best picture. And Godfather yeah. was best picture. So. Mm -hmm. And we'll be staying in the 80s, right? No, or was it the 70s? That's 70s, 70s man. Okay. Get right. your life right. All right, uh, so let's do Mario Puzo next time. I yeah. Think be fun. Well, well, one thing that's that's wonderful, I think the best film ever was Purple Rain. <laughs> and, I mean, we can call up Nick's old Oscar friend to certify that. All right, perfect. Let's do it. Okay, so I'll Godfather was 1972. So when we do this next review, we'll be revisiting uh, uh, probably 1973, let's see, depending on when. This right. Godfather well, if it was in 72, it's 73, right? Yeah. All right. So. All right. Well, well, thank you all for listening to our <laughs> oh, the music. <laughs> and the trivia behind this film will be oh amazing. my god i think so yeah. too yeah all right everybody thank you for listening to our show this week i'm nick and i'm russ i'm gino <laughs> there he is hi russ
And I don't. We need to come and up with a new Gino, tag. Thank you as usual for stopping by and visiting our show. And uh, we'll probably have to come up with a new tagline. What what tagline? Our our ending line, you know, because we usually say you know spread the love lawfully, but yeah, but we don't need to do it for a film. No, so well, maybe we say should... uh, see you at the Oscars, baby. Oh, there you go. All right, All right. see yeah. you at the Oscars. Okay, I like that. Yeah. All right, the Oscars. Yeah. All right, see you at the Oscars. Hey, Oscar. Yeah, hey, see you at the Oscars. Yeah, hey, forget about it. Huh? <laughs> hey, forget about it. Hey, Oscar, give you a hey. little, give you a little juice there. Hey, Oscar, make me one of those sandwiches you do. Hey, Oscar. <laughs> Yes. All right, all right, all right. As an Italian American, I should be offended, but I'm not. But <laughs> but then it did. Then this guy pops out of a trash can on Sesame Street. I know. <laughs> Oscar was my favorite uh, Sesame Street character. All right, and he well, was Italian. He was Italian. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, is it because he was hairy? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh, he owned the gar- He controlled the garbage. You know, he the, did the mafia yeah. and the guy. Yeah, yeah the unions, the garbage. Stuff. We could yeah. break down Sesame Street and how it's Caravaggio. <laughs> nice. All right. Anyway, time to go. Okay, later, everybody. Thank you for listening. And if you really enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, follow, like, share, review, or even comment on whichever platform you're using. And remember, you can find more additional content at our YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram page. Just search for Real Nick and Russ. See you next episode. You dead. All right, Remy. You dead. <laughs> and we're going to end it with Tom's. You dead. Right, you perfect. dead. I see. Hold on, Remy. Let me dead. end the broadcast. <laughs>